Welcome to the first ever episode of The Dead Shift, a podcast brought to you by Watch a Cheaper Shot. Uh, it's a hospitality podcast, I think we agreed on. Yeah. Yeah, hospitality podcast. Uh, you've got myself, Stephen Poland, got my friend Jack Foster over there. Hello. And uh, my other friend, Adam Keeligan. Hiya. How are we, how are we doing today, boys? Really well. Mm. Yeah. Adam keeps breathing heavily onto the microphone. <laughs> <though>. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit tender, but all good. Good, good, good. Uh, Jack? Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know what the dead shift is, can you explain what the dead shift means? Yeah, well, it's we, we all kind of came up with the name because we've all worked sh- we've all, we have all worked shifts together, mostly me and me and you, Steve. Uh, but when it's quiet, you just kind of talk shit. So yeah, this is what this is. We're just kind of talking shit. Most of the time, we get paid to talk shit, though. Yeah, so we are open to sponsors. Well, yeah, we're always open. Right. <coughs> so I think we're going to the first segment. Uh-huh. Straight in, which Let's is go. Uh, booze news, Stephen. Booze news. I'm, I'm I'm first. No, as in the you need to do your booze news thing. Oh, I need to. Oh, okay. Booze news. Right. Who wants to go first? You. You can go first. Uh, all right. Straws are going illegal. Yeah. Plastic straws. Yeah, plastic, plastic straws. straws. <laughs> Not just all straws in general. Yeah, plastic straws. Anything non-recyclable. That's going illegal soon. So does that mean that those Nesquik straws are going to go illegal soon? No, because with the food in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't well, think it's so. like the different flavourings. No, they're going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, because they, they have a use. Amazing. But so well do straws. Well, yeah. no, as in that they come with food oh, in right, it. Oh, right, okay, yeah. But they're still plastic on the outside. Yeah, I know, but you still get plastic packaging. Straws not a packaging. You know what? I don't know. But surely, I'm pretty sure they're fine. Surely they just turn those straws that have the, the milkshake in the middle biodegradable. I hope so. Better. Yeah. So is, is it all plastic straws? But are biodegradable straws okay? Biodegradable straws. Mm. Biodegradable plastic are okay. Okay. As far as I'm aware. I mean, they've not um, made it a law yet. <coughs> What's it? Michael Gove was like, oh, we are going to do it. But I don't know the exact remits of it. I thought it had been made like they're going to be illegal. He's going to have a chat in like a couple, like a month or something like that where he sets out the law, right, I, okay. I believe. That's M- what they said about Brexit. I have another piece of booze news, but should we go around? Go on, let's take. Yeah, so my booze news, I don't know if it's... It's not so much recent news. I found this from a couple of months ago. Um, in Kentucky, there is a company that is selling the perfect mixing water for bourbon. There is there's something like that already that's out on the market, but with scotch, isn't it? Um, there's, a, there's a particular tonic brand came out with artisanal water that was just literally... I, I've tasted it, and it tastes of genuinely nothing, and it's readily available. They're just trying to flog it at the minute. Yeah. There are oh. going to be people at home listening to this that will know who, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it before. It just seems a bit daft it, it does seem a bit daft but um it's can, can i say this brand because we're not endorsing yeah them. go for it whatever. so it's a company called old limestone and obviously they're a kentucky based company yeah um and they decided well they didn't decide they were in a bar and they were drinking bourbon and they said this bourbon doesn't taste great and the bartender shrugged and said it's the water so they were like "Ooh, gotta do something about this haven't we oh, i'll be having bad water in my bourbon so they discovered we didn't discover they they said they realized why 90 percent of the world's bourbon is made in kentucky and it was the water 
So instead of just bottling water from anywhere, they bottled water from the source. Um, these guys are literally just bottling water from a spring in Kentucky and then selling it to people and saying this is the perfect water to mix with your bourbon. It's just the water they found. It's just water that they found. Do you want to know how much it is? Mm-hmm. Go on. $9.87 for one liter. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I did a bit of research on how expensive bottles of water are. <laughs> okay. Go on. I've had a busy day. A liter bottle of Voss, and that's the glass one with the... Yeah, the, is it Swedish or something, isn't it? Uh, £2.39. This is more expensive than that. The most expensive bottled water? Is it the one from Kentucky? No. So it's um, uh, it's a water called Aqua di Cristallo Tributo ad Modellini. Oh, Welsh. It's <laughs> <laughs> $60,000 per 750 oh milliliters. God. Why? I don't know, mate. Do you um, not think to click that a little bit one more time and just see what just was going on? Why? I was more gobsmacked. I think it, I think it was more it was stopped in shock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, horror. Sorry, I'm d- I needed I needed a glass of tap water to get over the shock. <laughs> this was one of one of those uh, top ten most expensive waters in the world, so it might not be true. But I, I worked out the price of this, and this water, the old limestone Kentucky bourbon mixing water, uh, works out at seven dollars forty per seven hundred and fifty mil. So technically, if this list is true, it would be about the seventh or eighth most expensive water in the world. Just because it's from a pond in Kentucky. For water. Let's move along. Yeah, I've, got, I've got one more. Go on. Some archaeologists found evidence of winemaking and wine storage, like in some jars and shit. They found chemicals of wine. Um, and it's, it's like a thousand, maybe two thousand years before they thought, before the last one. Mm. So it's the, the age of wine when it was first created has been set back to like 6,000 BC. Wow. And that's just like the first evidence. I reckon they'd be knocking around before that, but that was when they're keeping it in jars. Mm. Everyone thought it was a lot later than that. The most important thing to note here is that just humans have just enjoyed getting cunted like ever. Yeah, massively. Have you seen that? Um, I think it's uh, is it a French company. They've made blue wine. Mm. Sim- I think it's blue Prosecco or something like that. I've, I've seen that, that one. Or yeah. pink Prosecco. Mm-hmm. Pink, pink Prosecco is just rosé Prosecco, isn't it? But like garishly pink. Like neon. Yeah. Might have been blue. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that much about it. It was just a, a company that's uh, a certain blueberry that co- grows blue. Oh, right. So they've made it, it made it out of a different fruit that was coloured red or white wine. Yeah, they've not coloured it. It's all natural colouring. And it's, it's, it's com- it comes out like, not sky blue, but it comes out blue. A nice blue. Sounds all right, actually. I don't mm. like the blueberry. Yeah, the, wi- the wine community has gone nuts. I don't know why no one's with this sooner. I don't know why I looked at you then. It's like, Adam, sort this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on the phone. Get on the case, Adam, please. Yeah. It's good if you've got anything else, Adam. I actually do. It runs on quite nicely from what you were saying. Oh, go on. It's a place um, in New Jersey that they found behind this, like, boarded up wall. Uh, they found a full collection. They pronounce it New Jersey. A, bo- behind a, bo- a full collection of what? A full collection of wine. So um, they found behind this board uh, of the New Jersey's first governor, yeah. uh, boarded wall, sorry, um, they found a collection of wine that is over 200 years old. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Um, and they said... <laughs> you enjoyed that a little bit too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the wine um, Kool-Aid, man. So just like reading some of the bullet points and stuff that they found here, it was like during a six-month uh, renovation of the wine cellar, a stash of spirits was found hidden in plain sight at the Liberty Hall Museum. Okay. Um, and the team found three cases of Madeira wine from 1796 and 42 demijohns covered in wicker that date back to the 1820s. 
Liberty Hall Museum was previously the home of the New Jersey first governor, William Livingston, uh, who served from 1776 to 1790. So, so they forgot about it. Yeah. So they, they obviously the first, gov- the, fortune. the first governor used to stay there. Uh, well, that was his house. Then they turned it into the museum. But the, the collection of wine is almost as old as it says here. America. Yeah. It's, it genuinely says almost as old as the country. Wow. Is that the end of Booze News? Booze News! Brilliant. So, uh, hear from one of our sponsors. Adam. Yep. Um, how'd you like your pants? Uh, slightly up. Well, pants are slightly up. I sell them. Pants. For people who like pants. Slightly up. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. That's an interesting advert. Yep. Who got them as a sponsor? Next bit is what we're drinking. What are we drinking? What are we drinking, Adam? Currently, I'm still nursing a shandy. Yeah, you're a bit rough today. Got to yeah. drink shandies. Mm-hmm. Shandies are our drink of choice. Viva yeah. la lemonade, my friend. Yeah, Viva la lemonade. Gentleman's drink. Hashtag. Uh, we're also having... <laughs> <laughs> What? If you're going to do that, at least say hashtag Viva La Lemonade. Oh, don't just randomly Viva just go. Viva La Lemonade. Like, yeah. yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag. Well, it's a hashtag, isn't it? Yeah, but say hashtag Viva Actually, La Lemonade. These are social media one. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one. So, yeah, we're having a shandy, but we're also having a gin. We're having a cheeky gin yeah. and tonic. Yeah. I've not actually tried it yet. Should we try it? It's turned blue. That's all right, that. Nice gin. Very nice gin there, boys. If there's any brands that want to send in their spirits for us to drink during this segment, then oh yeah, we'll talk willing. about it. Oh yeah, we'll full on say their name. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Right now, and they'll get getting. ten out of ten every time. Yeah, oh, yeah that's the cheapest we, shot rating system. Yeah, we never give negative reviews, yeah. even if it's awful. Exactly, we're not TripAdvisor. Um, Adam, your mystery question, please. Yeah. So this is a every week. Adam's well, every podcast. Adam's going to ask us a question. We don't know what it is. Hopefully, it's bio related and relevant. Over yeah. to you. All right. So uh, if you could say or claim that you created a certain cocktail what would it be and why as in can i put my name now to an a, old drink an like old drink so any so either i'm not saying like create a cocktail on, on the bounce now but yeah, I mean yeah. a classic is there a particular classic or a particular drink that you would put your name to and why so you know you'd kind of erase whoever made it yeah, yeah. bosh because i've got a couple of reasonings behind why I'm, i haven't got an answer okay but it's It'd be interesting to hear what you've got. I'd say Negroni. Okay. I, I, I could have put a fiver on you saying yeah. that. <laughs> and why? Um, I don't know. It's one of my favourite drinks. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a, it's a bit different, isn't it? Okay. Negroni's a like, specific taste. It's mm-hmm. it's not sweet. It's very bitter. It It's a very different drink, I think, to a lot of the other classics. Okay. So, is that is that because it's, it's essentially not the most um, accessible drink? To everybody, we'll say. Yeah, you, you've got to be a people. A people who drink Negronis really like Negronis. Mm. Otherwise, they wouldn't taste. Mm. Yeah, so that's my answer. Okay. How about you, Steve? Probably the Cosmopolitan. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of Cosmopolitans. Okay. It's not something that I drink a lot. Mm-hmm. But just to put an end to the who made the Cosmopolitan thing, because having done research on a the Cosmopolitan, there's like four different stories on who in, who created it. As far as I'm aware, it was Dale DeGroff. So the main story that I've kind of bought into was that it was a woman in San Francisco mm-hmm. who 
uh, at the time knows because martinis were very in fashion. Yeah. And it was always seemed to be elegant and high class mm-hmm. to be walking around with a martini glass. Well, like on the streets. Well, not in the streets, you know, right, just okay. kind of on the Hockers. bus. <laughs> Hookers with martini glasses <laughs> empty. I'm sophisticated. They're the expensive ones, mate. Yeah. Uh, just to be seen with a martini glass at a bar or in a, a, a party. Right, okay. You know, you, you people would look at you and go, I like the cut of that man's jib. Um, a lot of the people that wanted to be seen as being high class didn't like martinis. Okay. Again, it's acquired taste. It's potent. It, it, it is acquired. Uh, so she, this, this woman, I can't remember what her name was. Uh, I probably should know. Well, Let's call her Sue. Carrie from Sex and the City. Ca- Carrie from Sex and the City. Is that her name? No. No. But I know it's not, but I mean, are we, <laughs> are we going with that for now? We're going with that one from now. Oh. Carrie from Sex and the City. Is the second name from Sex and the City? Yes. Right, okay. Uh, no, Sex and the City. Her middle name's from. Sorry. Uh, so she saw this and decided that she wanted to make a drink that would go well in a martini glass that people would enjoy drinking. And it, essentially, a cosmopolitan is just a kamikaze with cranberry juice. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would I, just the Cosmo because one, it's one of the most popular cocktails in the world. Two, it put an end to who, who invented it. Makes sense. I just um, you know, I close a chapter in history. What would you choose, Adam? Uh, it would be probably something like the espresso martini. Uh, it is my favourite drink. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know what it is. Um, although if I drink too many of them, you get the shakes, don't you? But it's it shakes and the shits. Yeah. But the problem with it is like you know that I didn't want. I wouldn't want to get rid of. Bradsell's name. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, that's that's not a, a thing. That's blasphemy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, massively. But I don't know because the the biggest argument that I had in my head was: Do I want to have something that is high volume, or do I want something that is prestigious? Because if I wanted something prestigious, it would be like the Manhattan or the old fashioned. But by volume, the thing the thing that kind of got me towards it was the fact that you know, like people who have got these high volume drinks. They're not getting any fucking royalties. No, no. Well, that's what in Negroni. It's mm. more pride. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I, I didn't invent it. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I've been sat here genuinely just thinking, "Fuck, I'm the inventor of the Cosmo." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing to show for it. But this is the thing, being like, you know, Cosmo's a little bit different. Like, it is really well known. Like, the espresso martini is well known because it's a high volume drink. So, yeah. But I, I imagine the the Cosmo at, s- at some point recently has been the top selling cocktail in the world. If someone done that list or research it's it's one of the uh, i guess the criteria for becoming a, a, a classic or a modern day classic mm. is if it's if it's known in your household yeah yeah massively um right so yeah, lovely next let move it on yeah right let's go do you want to do so uh, much yeah um, what's your segment called steve would you rather so it's just like when you say would you rather is it just we, we have to think about it or is it bosh bosh well, it's the classic game of would you rather. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah, really know. You know, you know like when Google you see, it, I guess. When you say on Friends, you know, like where it's like you've got like a really quick fire round, you've got two options, or is it we've got to think about it? Well, I mean, I've only got one, so maybe have a think. Okay, yeah. yeah. That'll do. That was a simple question, wasn't it, Stephen? Not really. It was a simple answer. Okay, so the first ever would you rather. The first ever. Oh, for the podcast. For the podcast. Right, I mean, okay. people have done it before. Would you rather have every alcohol in the world taste amazing? So this is everything. Two yeah. pound bottle of wine tastes incredible. Uh, one pound bottle of rum, fantastic. But you oh. violently threw up every time you drank. What, immediately? Two hours, give it two hours. Right. Or have every alcohol in the world taste disgusting, but you kept it down and had no hangover. Disclaimer, the alcohol doesn't get any better the drunker you get. Ah, uh, first. 
but you're violently sick every time. You can have a sip. Someone says, try my wine. You try it and you're like, yeah, fucking sick. And then boom, you throw one up. <laughs> Two hours later. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Depends. Depends what you've had. But yeah. every time you drank, every time. Yeah, that's putting yeah, me Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. I might say the second one. I'm just just awful beer, but awful beer, awful everything. What Everything's if, awful. So it's awful beer, what if I had a shandy? Awful. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the first one. I'm, I'm used to throwing up when I'm hungover. Yeah, so. but every time. Every time you drink. Someone says, Adam, So even this. if I had like a drop <coughs> of whatever. If you had a drop of a pint bit. glass with Coke, what have you? Alcohol, isn't it? There's still alcohol in there. That's what it means. So, so it would it make everything else taste awful? So if I, if I had a drop of rum yep. in a big pint glass, right. that rum tastes awful. I'm with, I'm with you so It's the worst tasting thing if in the world. If I fill it up with, it's even water, dilute it. Or you are making that water taste like the worst thing in the world. All right, so it's, a, it's the entire drink you have taste awful, mm. no matter what comes in it. Exactly, the entire drink. It's got to be some alcohol in it. Tastes awful, tastes like ass. Would that make, would that taste make me sick? Because I may as well just... No, so that's the thing, you wouldn't be sick. That you won't be able to be sick. You'll never be sick again from drinking alcohol. You could be sick, you know, you have the flu or whatever. Right. That's your choice, I guess. But every time you drink, everything tasted like shit. Doesn't get better the drink you get. It's always just shit. You know you're drinking stuff. This that is tastes a good like one. This shit. is a good one. I'm 100 percent sticking with the first one. But you're 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 violently <laughs> sick. <laughs> He's played devil's advocate. Yeah. Hundred percent. No there is no right. Of course, there's no right answer. I'm, I'm sticking with that one purely I'm because it means that if it. The drink, when when you want to drink, so it gets to a stage where it's like, you know, you wouldn't just casually have a drink every so often. It would kind of make you go like, you know what, I'm going to go on a, you know, three-day bender, and you'd be violently sick. Yeah, but, but you'd be violent, you wouldn't be able to go on a three-day bender. All right, okay, a day bender, and just get absolutely battered. Um, but then it means the rest of the time I just wouldn't drink. But so I'd, it would actually I'd help me. But you, So one, one of your arguments towards um, the first option, yeah, everything, everything tasted amazing, even two-pound wine, even two pound wine for me, as someone who wants a disgusting option, mm -hmm. <laughs> would still taste like shit. So I'd still save money because everything tastes awful. I mean, it wouldn't be about money, would it? But then it'd be the same for It'd me. be about alcohol. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going with the second, I'm going with the second. But if you go with the second one, then that means that it, it, you just stop drinking. I mean, yeah, I, I reckon I could get used to it. To the, not drinking? No, to the tasting like shit. Oh. Um. I mean, good one, good one, Sting. Yeah, do you, do nice, you have a nice. Um, no. Good. Right. Uh, I, mean, I, w I, I don't think I'd be able to do any. The, the, the drinking everything that tastes amazing but being violently sick would put me off because violently sick is violently sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. You're tasting amazing wine. Cool. I've, I've, I've done that before. I've tasted nice wine. I don't need to do it again. If it was drinking shit and getting drunk, and I'm just going back to my 13-year-old days. So for me, I'm, I'm going with the everything tastes like shit. Well, no hangover. Sorted. Sick. Right, sorted. Um, now a word from our sponsors. Adam. Yep. Have you ever drank gravy? Once. It was regrettable. Gravy. Regravable. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, we're back now. Uh, yeah, we're back yeah. now. So next we're going to do my bit, which is a little quiz. It's kind of geography related. Yes, I mean, quizzes. You can't, can't lose with it's the quiz. Only, it's only a couple of questions. Don't get too excited. I mean, I'm uh, going to... There's, some, there's some shockers in there. Yeah? There's some... There's not like bad questions. It's in like, I'm in shock. That's oh, that's, that's like telling someone there's a twist at the end of a film. 
Um, I'm going to be looking out for the ones that are sharp questions. All right. Well, do you do a little intro to the quiz, please, Stephen? This is a quiz. Very good. <laughs> First question. What country has a national beer day on March 1st? Is it Wales? No. It is in Europe. I'll, I'll narrow it down to that for you. A national beer day on March 1st. Yeah, and the history behind it is quite interesting, which we'll get into in a bit. Poland. No. Um, so it's in Europe. It's in Europe. <coughs> were they involved in World War Two? They were, I think, some of their pilots fought in the Battle of Britain. Oh, in the Battle of Britain. Yeah. Okay. On on the good guys' side. Oh. So not German. Obviously. Is it Russia? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't know that many countries that took part in World <laughs> War II. I mean, they took part, but not the Battle of Britain. Hmm. Um, Is it anything like the Falklands, Jersey? Uh, anything? Um, well, no. you know, I mean, you know the Falklands aren't in Europe, right? Technically. Of aren't. course, yeah. Technically. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Can you give us give us some more give us some more clues? Uh, It's very cold. But the beer or the country? Both, I guess. If the beer's in the country, okay. Because the country's cold. Nice. Finland. No. Oh, is he in the right area though? It's in Scandinavia. Sweden. But it's one of the countries everyone forgets is in Scandinavia. Norway. No. Well, I mean, that's the one I always forget. Denmark. No. Sweden. No. Finland. No. Greenland? No. Iceland? Yes. Iceland. Iceland. Um, they gone. had they had prohibition. Iceland had prohibition. I got some notes. Hold on. Uh, in 1915, Iceland prohibition went into effect. Mm-hmm. But then Spain was like, nah, brav. I'm not. You. We're not buying any more of your salted cod unless you buy our wine. Is that a northern Spain accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they were like. Well, so Iceland were like, shit, we need to sell this salted cod. We got too much salted cod. So they're like, right, we'll, we'll import Spanish wines. Wines and wines are fine. I think spirits with wines. And it was only in 1989 um, that the... A good year. Uh, on March 1st, hence why it's beer day, that they um, lifted the beer prohibition. The repeal. That yeah. was their repeal day. So it's only yeah. been repealed for 29 years. Yeah. So that's why you've got the some Icelandic beers coming around now, and that's... Quite recently made because they couldn't make beer or drink beer over there until recently. That's cool. So technically, today is the repeal day. Today is Iceland's repeal day. So today we're actually celebrating prohibition of Iceland. Well Well done, Iceland. Go Iceland. Well done, lads. Distant clink. Distant clinks. What's the next question, Jack? Right. So this is in two parts, I guess. Um, So it's what country drinks the most whiskey, not per capita, but what? So you can kind of figure it out. It's obviously going to be a big country. Okay. So that's, that's the that's first the, question. That's the, answer that question. It's kind of, there's two questions, very similar. What country drinks the most whiskey? Yes. India? Yes. Hey! You're right. Nearly half the world's supply of whiskey. Second one. What country drinks the most scotch per capita? Scotch. Scotch per capita. Um, ah. I, I want to say Korea. No. I want to say China. No. It's, this is the one that's like, what? Tonga, no. I would, I would be shocked if yeah. that was the answer. It's Jamaica. More, it's more shocking than those. Then, so it's it's not far from home. Okay, if it's Scotland, it's not Scotland. It's Jersey, Scotland. no. What's the one? On the, what's the little one on the bottom? Guernsey. Guernsey, no. 
<laughs> the Isle of Wight. No, these these aren't countries that you're saying this is a country. The answer is a country. Right, okay. I mean, the rules weren't set out. Yeah. But I mean, okay. I did say what country per capita drinks the most. Um, it's close to home. It's, it's very close to home. When you you're say it's close Scotch, to home, you mean Europe. Scotch whiskey. Scotch whiskey. I've got ri- I've read somewhere it's Scotch. I've got written down whiskey, but I'm going to play safe and say Scotch. When you say it's very close to home, are you saying it's within the British Isles? No. Is it well, it's right. not. In, okay. I'd love, it, I'd love it to be Ireland. It's not Ireland. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Uh, France. Yes. Hey, whoa. Bosh! France drinks the most That is Scotch a shocker. Per capita. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Big, big fan of the shock that came out of that one. Yeah, two <laughs> litres per person per year. Classic. I mean, I've probably drank more than that. Yeah, yeah. but that's an average. So, I mean, that, that's including, like, all the, the youths that don't drink. <laughs> and lovely ones yeah. who don't drink Scotch. Go ahead. It's pronounced youths. Youths, I apologise. Yeah, I've got the geography one for you. I can do that. Again, you're not going to be able to guess it because it's an obscure country. <laughs> this, this is a bad quiz. Right. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I like a quiz. Let's I go, love go. a good quiz. Uh, what country drinks the most wine per capita? Nicaragua. No. Wow. Tiny, tiny, tiny country. Oh. oh um, it's not Luxembourg. It's not Luxembourg. The Vatican. No. I think it came second, though. Of course it came second. Um, tiny. Ooh, little tiny country. Um, I think I know the answer to this one, you know? Go on. Uh, Belarus. No. It's Ooh. not Belarus. It's not Belarus. Ooh, Ooh. Good shout, though. That would have been a good one. Um, that is the country that drinks the most alcohol per capita. Good old piss heads. So uh, when it drinks the most wine. Can you give us a can you give us a clue of this country? Do you uh, know much about it? Just as a sidetrack before you say that, is somebody from Belarus called a Belarusian? I reckon so. Belarusian. Belarusian, okay. Belarivian? 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 Um, I mean, we're getting off track here, guys. It's Probably. not Belarian, is it? It's not Belarian, because no. that's a different word altogether. Something else. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's a tiny country, begins with A. Andorra. Yes. Piss. Andorra drinks the most wine per capita by quite a way, I think. Seven t- 76 bottles per person per year. Wow. I mean, they are right in the middle of Spain and France, like two of the world's most predominant wine producing countries yeah i just love it i, I mean it's nice isn't it wine's good mm. yeah and then i guess points to whoever gets the closest with this one uh it's the last one by the way so okay when was the rum ration abolished by the royal navy what year fucking hell how many guesses did we get each 2003 you get two guesses each that counts as one he's wrong <laughs> 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 um I want to say 1956. Right, fine. You're wrong. Okay. I mean, just, just you give me one date each, and the closest one wins. We'll say that. Whoa. I don't know. What, what is it? One of those questions, though, where it's not technically been repealed. It's been repealed. I have a year written down. 1842. You're going for 1842. See, I think it's. Um, Wait, why have you gone 2003? <laughs> <laughs> There's a Two lot extremes, mate. I I think it's. it's I'll give you a clue, Steve. It's well. between. Two Hold on, three. Oh, mate. You didn't ask. It's because no, you're so far off. If Steve got it wrong, it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's between 2003 and 1842. 2003 is a lot closer. See, Fuck I was, you! No, I, I was gonna say. I think it's one of those ones where it's only recently been repealed. Yeah. Well, give us a date. Um. By the way, 2003 was still one of my guesses. Just right. Okay, okay. Okay. Just let you know. Yeah, I've only had one guess. Uh, uh, I don't know. I want to say 1992. Um, nope. 
Did you win though? Hey, oh, of course I win. He said like what, 180249. <laughs> uh, it's nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. See, I I knew it was technically it's only recent that, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got like a quarter of a pint of rum. Um I think split between the day, so one, once at like noon and once at like six PM. Just that's cool. Having a bit of rum. And then the Admiral at the time was teetotal and he was like, Well, stop this guys, because 'cause we've got guns and you're pissed. Again. Now a word from our sponsors. Stephen, how are your tights doing today? I mean, they're okay. They're a little bit tight. Why do you ask that, my friend Adam? So you want some looser tights? I would love some looser tights. Then my friend Jack over here has got the perfect thing for you. Loose tights. Ten, ten pounds. Right, we're back onto the last bit, I guess. Oh. Yeah, let's. Which is so? Th- can someone else describe the rules of this round? Yes. So basically, what this is is a kind of free for all. Rules don't apply. Bar design. Physics don't apply. Money is not a thing. Yep. Uh, it doesn't have to make sense. It's basically, it's a bar that exists in kind of like a Doctor Who universe. The, the, a bar that's out there, I think is the best way to describe it. Right. Um, my one this week. Mm. And I'm not quite sure how it works, but that's the, that's the point of the round, I guess. Let's go. Um, somehow, the appearance of the bar seems different from the outside for certain groups. So, picture this. You've got a front door to a bar. There's some windows in there. You have people walking past. Let's say a Hindu, and it's like you're in the bar. And it's like oh, I don't want a Hindu coming in here. You, you project something onto the windows that would keep the Hindus away. Okay. So it's controlled by the mood of the bartender. Mood of the bartender and also magic, um, <laughs> <laughs> as as are within the rules. Right. But so it's like so you get uh, an elderly person who you know is going to sit in the bar and just like talk nonsense and just be like oh you're pecking my head then you make the windows look like it's absolutely rammed and bouncing they're going to try and avoid it whereas if you have a hindu walking by you make it look quiet or you you make it look like it's full of other hindus they're like oh we'll go somewhere else um just so you can decide like who i want to let in today or not without having to actually talk to them like a i like it i like it adam what about having it so that the actual venue you know like you get these people that dine up in the air like on a crane Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what about the ability to have it? So it was like, you know, that every so often that you could lift it up. So you're saying you've got the big groups and the parties and stuff, but like the whole venue could be lifted up into the sky. So, you know, like the, the popular things at the minute in our city is like, you know, really things that are really high up in the skyscraper kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. imagine being able to have like your local so venue. Are you saying like um, a, a venue that is within a very big elevator? Essentially. So is, is, is a point of it, sorry, the point of it going higher to hide from other people or no, just, just no, no, no it's just it's just for giggles. views just for views so it's like it's either the option of doing it that way or having it on a monorail <laughs> <laughs> i am i am gonna put it out there now and say i vote for monorail i think i think you know imagine being able to get a tour of your city without leaving your bar still yeah i mean there's bars on trains you can yeah i understand the concept of a bar on a train but i mean as in a bar but I'd imagine if you just if you just went into your local the bar that you go into all the time went in and then all of a sudden it was just on a monorail 
Right, yeah. So as long as it takes me back. I mean, yeah, it's not going to drop you off in the middle of Paris. Oh, mind that. Although, well, it's technically... We're talking about planes here, aren't we, guys? <laughs> we're talking Pretty much. I think I think one of our ideal bar designs is a plane. But I like the idea of the whole escapism thing. All right, the magic, it's, it's like the TARDIS. There you so go. It's like the, you know, there's a magic part to it where it's like, you know, the whole part of a bar, or the point of a bar is escapism. So imagine being able to be a tiki bar in Manchester and then be like, right, this week we're going to go to Jamaica. Going back to what you said before about those like restaurants and stuff that are hanging from a crane. Mm-hmm. Where'd you piss? Wait. So, so have you not have you, have you never seen these dining experiences that they do? No, I understand I, I understand the dining experiences of that, but do you get on a plane and just assume that you can't go to the toilet? No, there's toilets on planes. Exactly. These, no, these restaurants yeah, don't have it. You you are stressed into a table. Thing. There's a genuine thing where a dining experience it's, it's basically a oh. table hanging yeah, from a South crane. Africa they have a place in South Africa where it's like essentially you've got a chef in the middle, almost teppanyaki style. Uh, and then there's actual tables around the outside. In that case, I'm fully with Jack. You're fitted with a catheter. Oh, that's, that seems like extreme for... I, I don't sandwich. know what else to tell you, It pal. seems yeah. a bit much to have a burger, doesn't it? So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's my concern. But I, can, I can understand that's a concern with the original one, but our design... Is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, got yeah, magic. It'd just yeah. take it away, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So... so we, yeah, But f- we, we even said that we want... A, well, the escapism, like the TARDIS, where it's just like, you can just go to wherever. Yeah. All right. No, good, good. So yeah. It's got, got a magical front. It's got the option of being an elevator slash plane or a, a monorail or a train. And Steve? Oh, so mine's not that extravagant. Just uh, mobile chairs everywhere. <laughs> 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 Just mobile. Do you sit on a chair, right? I do, yes, I do sit on a chair. All chairs are mobile. No, I, I know, but you have, to, you have to pick them up, don't you? Yeah. Right. You want a you want a I bar want. full of wheelchairs? <laughs> <laughs> not so much, not not so much wheelchairs, but you know how much just fun it, chairs on wheels. Do you remember how much fun it was being in IT in school and you'd sit in your in in, in the office chair or in a computer chair and you just yeah, wheel yeah. about? So you want a chair on wheels? I basically I want all chairs chairs on wheels. So a wheel right. chairs. What would you think about? No like? no 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 because obviously Adam a wheelchair is different to a desk chair to isn't a wheelie it? chair. Yeah, you get chairs of different height. Yeah. So would your bar stools be on wheels? Would your would your sofas in the corner be on wheels? I, I I think you need to draw the line and not let it get silly. I think your couches stationary. Right. Your bar stools. Are they remote control style? Like, are they have they got an, an engine to See, them? See, because because it's a magic bar, brain in it. Oh, so, so it's so like so mind control. Right. So, so literally, you're sat on your chair and mm-hmm. you're just like. Quite fancy going over there. It'd make it a lot freakier for when people like encroach onto a table and try and flirt with someone. <laughs> then floating the across whole the table. Room. Do you do you have control of one chair? As in like? Oh yes, no, of course, of course. Imagine for the sake of argument, you go at the bar and all of a sudden, like for instance, Jack's about to sit down. I go fuck off. And you just just basically. I think I think it's kind of it's like Avatar. You have to hook yourself into the seat. Right. Okay. I reckon the bartender should have complete say over every chair. Whoa. No, because just in case like a fight's kicking off. Oh yeah, and yeah. Sat down. He just it cements all chairs. The chairs, no, the chairs just go towards him like an army. He just kicks shit out of he it. Just, he splits the chairs like Moses. Yeah, yeah. Or funnel them. And like yeah, all the out. chairs come together. So it's like right, you've got to get in this queue. I reckon. I mean, it's 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 your rule, but I reckon the bartender <laughs> could have say over all the chairs. I okay. I'm gonna I'm, I'll I'll upgrade it from the bartender. I'm gonna say the manager. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it makes things yeah. easier. Because, I mean, they don't really have anything else to do, do they? 
Yeah. Move chairs. Move chairs. With Give the manager mind. control of all the chairs. Would you do it with the tables as well so you could rearrange the seating? Tables are bolted. Oh. Safety first. Safety first, mate. No, no, because your chairs, you're hooked into. Mm-hmm. Like like Avatar, you have like a little thing you plug into your chair. Like a matrix. Like a matrix, and you know, you become one with that chair. But so you just go anywhere you want. Yeah, no, I get I get that concept, but I mean, as in, would the manager be hooked up to the table? So it's like, you know, if you've got uh, a booking in there, and you want to, as Ooh. a lot of restaurants and bars do. I like this. And they can move the tables into certain yeah. amounts. So, so like then it means people sit on a reserved table. Yeah. And it's like, guys, reserved, and they start being arsey. You, you can move just the table. You just move the fucking table. I like it. So that's but I mean, I know this sounds like I just want telekinetic powers. I don't just take just the tables and chairs. I think that's right. I think that's really cool because then it means you could literally. It's almost like Fantasia, isn't it? Fantasia yeah, 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 yeah. making him dance about. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. Did you know just what? Bosh. Scrap my original idea. I want Fantasia and everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. So like you know just yeah Fantasia cleaners. Oh, there no. you go. Yeah, None of the, but then we lose the job of cleaners. Uh, yeah, that's a job. They could film. Or, or the, no, no no. So then you've got to be you've got to be trained. In the certain things that if you're a cleaner, you don't want to get rid of the cleaners. Oh, but they you can still in the mind control. Yeah, yeah. So then it means that the cleaners are still involved cleaners in with it, but they can just sit down. Brooms. Just so, so, you know, you've got certain. And the manager's making them shift back and forward. <laughs> 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 Fuck off! I need a Hoover here. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's that's good. It's not a Hoover. It's a it's a it's a brush, it's a broom, whatever. But I mean, like something like that. So you still have to be trained in a certain area, but it means that you get paid to do fuck all. Uh, so that's all we've got time for. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the first edition of The Dead Shift, a podcast brought to you by Watch the Cheapest Shot. Uh, from myself, Stephen, thank you very much. Uh, from my friend, Jack. Hello. Uh, from my friend, Adam. Cheers. And um, thank you very much. You've been wonderful. Take care. Doodle, <laughs> <laughs>